Hey, Blessed Squad, what's up? It's your girl, Miss Yvette Brown, checking in on Yvette Talk. You guys, I have my special guest, Mr. Idris Muhammad Bolton. I'm going to go ahead and give you some insight on Mr. Bolton real quick. So stay tuned for this discussion because you don't want to miss it. So Idris Muhammad Bolton was born in the city of Philadelphia. He was raised in a single parent home by his father. Soon after he graduated high school, Idris enrolled in the community college of Philadelphia. A year after enrolling in college, Idris dropped out because he wasn't sure what he wanted to do or pursue. As a result, he began to do promotions for local local event planners and six months later Idris was producing his own events in 2008 Idris booked his first major recording artist Nicki Minaj with the success of that event Idris began to promote events for big names such as P Diddy Fabulous Meek Mills Monica Mario Pleasure P Pleasure P Drake and Lil Wayne just to name a few Idris walked away from the lifestyle of being an event planner and pursued his relationship with God. He is currently writing his first book on the topics love, sex, and relationship. You guys, I have live on the phone with me Idris Bolton. What's up? Hey. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. No problem, no problem. I'm excited. I am as well. So we're going to jump right into it. But first, let me ask you, what have you been doing to keep a balance during this pandemic? Um, to be honest with you, my balance has really been, uh, it's, it's, been it's been God. Like, I've really been putting my trust in God, knowing that um, my life is in his hand. And he promises, he promises to protect me. And so I, and I lean on that. And I'm not saying I'm out here just living any other way, like, I, like as if Corona's not real. But what I'm saying is I don't live in the fear of it. I still do everything. I still make sure I wear my mask. I'm six feet distant from people. But at the same time, I don't allow it to uh, dictate to me for fear. I don't have fear of fear. Um, and besides that, I've been getting back into doing art. And I've been drawing. I've been painting. Uh, poetry, and so uh, I thought I'd encouraging people to, to use this time to really tap back into the things you love. And if you don't know what you love, write down the things that have an in, you have an interest in, and just try it. Because you don't know what you love until you try something. And so that's what I've been encouraging people to do. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay, and that's super dope. So you've been drawing so you do artwork and you do poetry as well yeah okay so that's dope um and i definitely in agreement with you when you say you know just find something that speaks to your soul that can keep a balance so that way you're not in the fear of coronavirus because like you said god is he has the final say so and fear is one of our biggest mistakes in life that we let overtake our minds so definitely excited that you're still encouraging people. So I want to um, ask you another question um, pertaining to how you went from being a promoter to going, just going cold turkey. Or did you go cold turkey? How was the shift from promoting to following your heart with your relationship with God? What hit uh, you? I'm sorry. 
I said, what came over you that you was like, you know what? This is not the lifestyle for me anymore. I want to go ahead and just go back to my first love, and that's God. But, but God wasn't my first love because, oh. of, um, uh, because I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know anything about church. I didn't know nothing about the guy. I ain't know nothing. And so, um, so it was a so it, I went from I went from one world to a totally new one. Mm. Um, what what kind of what encouraged that was that like um, I it's funny because I've been talking about this all week. Uh, like I have reached the point where I was doing these things. I had the money. I had the fame, I had uh, I, I, I knew people, I had the girls, I had everything. And so like, I, I remember there would be times where I would just be going home and I would just lay down and I just, and I was just thinking like, Yo, there's something more to life. Because a lot of times, most people are fighting to get to that place where I was. And some people are there. Meaning like I was making anywhere between 5,000 to 30,000, 40,000 in one night. And so uh, some people can't even stand to making that type of money. Uh, some, some people are making that money. Some people are making more than that right now, even to, and today. But but to, to reach that place and to come and, and to say it has to be more to more to like. So I begin to pray every night. I begin to say, God, I don't know if Jesus is the way. I don't know if Buddha is the way. I don't know if Allah is the way. Only thing I know is that you're real. And I'm asking you to, I'm asking you to make yourself real to me because I want to know you. I I just I was being real with him. I was like, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. And so you need to make yourself real to me. And so, um, during that during that time, um, I was in a relationship and uh my girlfriend, she was teaching me, um, she was teaching me, which was terrible because I was in five relationships, but I had one main girl. <laughs> and so but she started teaching me because I was actually about to turn Muslim and uh, and so she started telling me about teaching me about Jesus and I'm like I'm not really trying to share about Jesus stuff I'm really not like because I wanted to turn social because my dad was and I wanted to be I didn't have a social relationship and so I figured if I turn I figured hey alright this Muslim thing might get me a social relationship with my dad so I'm going to take that route but then when she found out she started teaching me about Jesus and I was like I'm not trying to get that so anyway I remember, I remember we had to argument about, and that same day, he went to sleep, woke up, and told me everything that I was doing. I mean, like, I wasn't close to anybody. I didn't touch people at that point. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, how in the world is how she has to do that stuff? And then at that time, she, that time, she was teaching me about how fierce sex is. And I, was, I wasn't trying to get that that stuff. So two, two weeks later, another girl I was dealing with, um, she was. She, she said. Uh, she woke up. She said. She told me about the dreams she had. It was the same exact dream that my girl had. I said, yeah. I said, so right there at that point, it was just like, all right. I was thinking about all, everything that my girl was teaching me about this Jesus stuff and and just how it affects the spirit. And I just said, no. And then that right there was like, all right, yeah, you really have to. You really got to shoot me at this point now. So. Uh, so to make a long story short, my mom had to fight me church, and I decided to go. And when I went, and I heard the, the pastor preaching, but he was talking directly to me. And and that day, uh, and so when they did the hospital, I, I went up and received Christ as Lord and Savior. And from there, I just been built my relationship, and it's just been getting stronger and stronger ever since. And so um, as I was getting closer to God, I, I remember my last party. And I said, I just looked around and I said, God, I don't want to be the reason. I don't want to be the reason that these people come out here and drink and, and smoke and afterwards go have sex. I don't want to be that reason anymore. 
so I walked away from it, not knowing, um, not knowing how I was going to make money, what was going to be next. I just walked away from the cold turkey, and um, which was cool because that actually was the door opener that helped me to see God even more. Because there was times where I started losing everything. I lost car, and I'm like, man, but I'm not going back to the But I need the money, and so I would just pray and ask God, my God, I need money for this. And people just start coming out of nowhere. I didn't mm. tell people because I had so much pride to tell people I was struggling. And people just start coming up to me and say, hey, God told me to give you this money for this cell phone. God told me to give you money for this transportation. God, and like, it was just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was mind-blowing. Like, God was really showing up for me. And, and that's how I began to even, even more. I'm like, all right, this is it. Wow. Wow. So he made a way in spite of, you know what, real quick, I don't know if you're, fun, if you got, are you on a speaker or something in that nature? Uh, I got you on speaker. Yeah, it's, it's a little muffled. Is there any way you could take me? How about that? Perfect, perfect. I heard you, but it was just a little muffled. I didn't want to interrupt you. So you walked away from a lavish lifestyle on faith. But the only how you walked away from that, because out of the five women you were dealing with, one was teaching you about Jesus, but you were going to go be a Muslim and you just had a burning desire, a burning desire to learn more. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to turn Muslim because I figured I wanted a close, I wanted a close relationship with my dad, so I, I started, mm. so I said to myself, if I turn Muslim, then maybe this would be it. Because yeah. I really had, I really wanted a relationship with my dad, so that's why I really was going to take that route, and it just got cut in between that. So when you say that you wanted a closer relationship with your father, now you grew up with your father, right? He raised you in the house. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was. It wasn't. My story ain't no different than any other black uh, uh, inner city kid. Where your dad, well, like how most people moms are raising them, but the mom was is always at work. Mm-hmm. The same thing situation with my dad, where my dad was working um, eleven p.m. to three p.m. every day. He was doing double every day, so it was just me. And so, um, so it, and at, the, at that time, he was hit. He. He, he told me, he said, I, I gave you to the street to read. And mm. so, um, and so, right, so pretty much the streets raised me. Like, he disciplined me enough to not get in trouble, but he also gave me to the street so that I could learn. Wow. So, when he said, I gave you to the streets to learn, was he, I mean... Was he saying to you, hey, you know, just figure life out. You got to do what you got to do in order to survive? Or, I mean, what was he saying by that? Because what happened was my grandfather, his dad died when he was uh, 13. And mm-hmm. so the streets raised him. And so he figured if, if, the, streets, if the streets raised him and, and told him what he felt, it would be the same with me. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, that's, and that's why he did it. Wow, okay. And so your father was Muslim, right? Uh-huh. Okay, and that's why you was trying to go Muslim so you can get a better relationship with him, thinking y'all would become closer. But that wasn't gonna stop the amount of hours that he was working. Yeah, and so you know, at that time, I'm, I was just trying to figure it out. I was just trying to figure it out because you know, every 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 man, everybody, every, not even man, everybody wants a relationship with their dad. Everybody, mm-hmm. and so. If you don't have it and you have the opportunity to, to get it, you're going to try to figure it out. Right. 
And that's why I was trying to, at that time, I was trying to figure it out. Okay. Just try to figure out how he get closer. All right. Dang. Wow. Yeah, I can relate to that to a point. Um, my father, you know, I seen him three times. Two times he was alive and the third time he died. And the third time I was like, you know, I don't know you. I'm sad, but I didn't have any emotions. So I think it just depends. You know, my mom was... She she was my father in my eyes, you know, because I like I said, I seen him three times. So I can't I don't can't relate because I'm not a man. So it's different for men, I believe. OK, so let's jump into another question. Um, Sex before marriage. What's your intake on that? Because at one point, was you celibate? Uh, I, I am celibate. I'm celibate now. And, oh, um, yeah, and so one, so the, the reason I push sex before marriage is because uh, a lot of people don't realize. Wait a minute, you push sex before marriage, or you say? Uh-uh. You said you pushed. You said the reason why you push sex before marriage. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't I'm, I push? Don't have sex okay. before marriage. Yeah, sorry. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, for real. <laughs> Okay, tonight. know what that's the only way that you can have okay so like when if i was sleeping with john and john got a wife at home and john wife is sleeping with adam so i got i'm sleeping with multiple people like you said we're exchanging you know what i'm saying it's a it's a chain effect and i kind of want to just piggyback off of what you just said and well actually backtrack when you say you was struggling with masturbation so you will have sex with an individual and then masturbate after because you wasn't fulfilled, or was it just what was that? It, it was. A, it was. I was addicted. I was addicted to. I was addicted to sex. So I was addicted okay. to the feeling of masturbation. It was just. A, it was an addiction. That's what it was. It was a, a strong addiction. Um, and so that's that's all that was. Okay. And it was just your own personal addiction. It wasn't like the people that you were having sex with 
wasn't fulfilling you it's just like okay this is something that i'm struggling with that i you know i enjoyed the fulfillment of masturbation as well as sex yeah it was one of yeah exactly you hit it right on the bell like like it wasn't that the people were terrible it wasn't that it was okay. just that it was it, it was, it was and this is what i thought this is what i thought women most men deal with this most men deal with lust and they deal with greed Mm-hmm. Lust is that I see what I want and I want it. Mm-hmm. Greed is I I got I got what I need I got what I need but I want more of it. Meaning I got a woman I got a wife at home that I can have sex with but I want but I want her as well. That's greed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men deal with that lust and greed. And we anything that and so every and so anything you deal with you have to you have to check to see has he been able to control that because the reality of it is. Lust and greed come up on all of them. I'm talking about from the man point of view. If a man has not conquered that part of himself, he is like, he is just going he's going to do damage. And that's true, because you have men, and I'm going to speak from personal experience. Okay, you know I live in Atlanta, so you got men that have wives, and they're like, "Well, I'm not happy at home, but I'm not leaving my wife." Are you okay with dealing with the situation? And it's like, well, dang, if you're not happy, why are you not leaving your wife? Why don't you just try to fix it? You know, you they expect for you to be submissive to the situation, which is mind-boggling to me, especially if you're 30-plus. So, you know, I really want some of these men to get it together and met, and conquer that, that issue that they have because it's mind-boggling to me that people are so available for the unnecessary spirit exchange as well as the unnecessary partners that they, you know, accumulate during the process of of just having sex. It's almost like a hobby now. Yeah, and so... A lot of times, that a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of us are not called out on it, and um, like you said, like you said, it's like got a wife at home, but you're just supposed to be on mm-hmm. being okay with you having a wife, but you have sex, like they don't have the sex with you on the side. Mm-hmm. Because the reality of it is, they know that their wife is a good girl. That's why they married. Her. It's just that they are unsatisfied. Or, or they haven't conquered their greed issue and now it's pouring out mm. dang and that's from a man point of view that's good so how long have you been celibate like are you celibate okay obviously you're so ce- i was celibate for two years that was the longest i did but I, obviously you're celibate by choice is it you're just not ready to be in a relationship or you're just like still trying to get a stronger relationship with god what is it that's holding you off from being with someone if you don't mind me asking Right, and so, alright, um, so the first time, I went six and a half years, no sex, no masturbation, and I was in a relationship, and, um, I was in a relationship, but what happened was that I was on my way to want to get married, mm-hmm. I was on my way preparing for it, but, so before, before I get my life to pray, I, I ended up having a son that I ended up finding out that wasn't mine after six and a half years after I got saved, you understand that part? Wait a minute. You had a son that you found out wasn't yours after six and a half years after you got saved. Yeah, exactly. So before I got saved, I knew he was. I knew he was here. Then I ended up getting saved, and so during 
doing that. So during that time, I was raising him. I was there for him six and a half years. And so um, I was in a relationship. And what happened was when I found out he wasn't fine, I got angry with God about that. I was I was very angry with God about that. And so uh, even though God warned me about it, I felt the reason I was angry with God because I felt like he didn't. I'm like, like here it is. I'm walking with him. And at that time, I was reaching thousands of people. Like I am today, but I was I was really doing my thing, and I'm like, why didn't you tell me about this? And I got angry with God, even though but he did warn me. I just didn't think he could do it. I didn't understand the warning, and so um, so my way of so my way of getting my way of getting uh, getting back at God was All right, I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go have sex. I'm gonna go be the old me again. But now I didn't go back to being the old me, but I did go have sex. But once I came out of that. I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, God actually was trying to protect me. I came to my senses. And so uh, so that was, so once, so ever since that, I've been back on my A game again. And that's going on about two and a half, maybe three years now that I've been keeping myself again. Um, and so now, right now, like, I'm not in a relationship, but I do have someone special. But during that time period, she went through a lot. Like, she was, she was being there for me, and she went through a lot. I don't have time to really discuss it. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I'm happy that she is being a queen and, you know, standing by your side and you're being a king. And hopefully you guys will become one. So um, I was going to go ahead and try to backtrack about you being angry with God, but I'm going to leave it alone. You know, (laughs) I'm going to leave that one alone because I want to ask you another question. And just because you highlighted the fact that you're with someone special that you're in the process of moving forward so this is my question to you how important is it to you to have someone that you're evenly yoked with and how oh, do you so know that, that's so important I do prime example like, to be honest with you when I walked away from God the only reason I'm not dead is because he was praying and, and had other people praying for me mm-hmm. a lot of and and so the point I'm saying that is that if I was with somebody else that did not have a relationship with God I probably be dead like I'm not just saying that like I'm talking about literally I probably I would probably be dead but because she was praying and um and she was going hard for me and, and she reminded me of who I was because during that time I got I was so angry with God like I said I won't play I was doing whatever God was doing I, I was I was going crazy and so but she was there fighting for me, constantly reminding me of who I was, telling me that I was something that, like, was, like, she was riding. And so, if it was not for her, I would not be who I am again today. And so, if I was with somebody that did not believe, they wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't do, they wouldn't do a call on that. Because the reality is, yeah, there was a time, actually, I was, I, somebody was trying to kill me. It was crazy. Like I, um, somebody was trying to kill me while I was when I walked away from God, and literally, I remember I was being chased by I was being chased by somebody that had a gun, but trying to kill me. 
And mm. out of nowhere, there's one guy, I don't know where he came from. He, he just like, hey, you, get in my car now. I'm like, okay. Like, I just hopped in his car, he pulled it over, and then he took me to, uh, it was a 7-Eleven. And he was just like, man, you right? He said, man, the Lord loves you, man. You just should talk to the doctor. I'm just like, I'm like, man, I'm like, let me uh, just give the money or something, whatever. So I, I started giving him money, and he was just like, oh, remember, man, God loves you, buddy. So he pulled off, and I promise you, like, you don't know what's up in the streets. <laughs> but anyways, I, he he pulled off. I mean, he, I remember he was riding down Walnut Street. Walnut Street is like good, the really long street. So I remember I turned around. I literally, I, I can't make this up. I turned around, and then, like, when I, I turned around, and when I turned back to see, like, how far he was down the street, the car was gone. Like, I can't make, like, the car was gone. I said, no way. Like, the car was gone. That is one way, but you know, God has the final say so, you know, because he knows and he he orders our steps and he knows our name before we're even born. He knows when he's going to call us home. So, um, you know, definitely in agreements with when you say somebody praying for you and that's God has kept you, huh? He has kept yeah. you. Yeah, wow. like seriously, like. And the, the most important thing about food, people don't understand about prayer is this. If, if somebody doesn't pray, God can't food. And so it has to, that, that, that's the most important thing about prayer. Prayer invites God in. If you don't pray, God can't do anything. And that's why, that's why Jesus says, hallowed be your name, by your kingdom to come, as it is in heaven, let it manifest here on earth. Let your kingdom come. Meaning, I have to seek it, and you will, and you will act on it. But if you don't pray, God can't move. Right. You make one step, he'll multiply. Yeah. He 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 definitely he definitely is a way maker, and he, you know all things work together for the good to those who believe. So I'm definitely in agreement with you on that. Um, I don't want to hold too much of your time, but I do want to ask you one more question if you have time. I got time. Come on. All right. So you're writing your first book. Tell me a little bit about it. I know you said you're writing a book on the topics of love, sex, and relationship. Have you started writing the book? Um, did you come up with a name yet? Can you tell me a little bit about it? <laughs> yeah. So the book is actually for the book. I'm teaching women how to avoid the old age. I'm teaching women how. I'm teaching women how a man can do certain things, and his heart is dynamic. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching women how not to get what to look for. Uh, and I'm teaching women how to avoid the lie, cheat, the deceive, the person who wants to pay you, excuse you. I'm teaching you, and I'm teaching you why you can see choose these type of things. I'm teaching, I'm teaching you why they, why they continue to find you. I'm teaching women, uh, and I'm teaching the, and the importance of why you keep yourself. All that's in that in this one book. Okay, so you're giving a rundown because your phone was breaking up just a little bit. You're giving a rundown on 
one more time. Okay. Uh, so in this book, I'm teaching women how to avoid the old me, the liar, the cheater, mm. the deceiver, the, the, the person that want to marry you, just the user, the mm. user. And I'm teaching women how to, I am teaching women why do you make a thing to do you, how they pick you, how they can be able to sense your weakness and sense that you are a woman that don't value yourself. I'm teaching, I'm, I'm teaching how to guard yourself. And I'm teaching uh, why, why you can do these type of men. And, uh, and I'm teaching the importance of why you yourself. Wow. So you've given a healing, miracle, pre- preparation. You've given the works in this book. Um, when will this yeah. book be available? <clears throat> uh, I'm looking at early 2021. Uh, either I'm probably like February 2021. That's what I'm hoping to shoot for a lot of time. The book is that I'm just going to the last editing stages of the book. And um, they've been through, uh, so right now there's been about four people that, that, have, that have edited this book. They all said they loved it. They all said this book is amazing. They all said this book is going to bring beyond. This going to bring healing. It's like, after you read this book, like, no exaggeration, I wrote this book from the point of view of never, ever having to write another book like this. Mm-hmm. Like, after you read this book, there's no way, no way you can get your heart broke again unless, uh, unless you just don't follow what what I put you in this book. There's no way. There's too much there's too much game in this book. Okay, so when you say it's no way you can ever get your heart broke again, it gotta really be up to the individual. It has to be up to the person not to put their self in that situation again because trial and error is one of the best teachers. But when you repeat something then that's insanity. So I want whoever, when the book is published, when you do purchase this book, I hope you're in a space that you don't have those desires of the people, places, and things again. Because I'm excited. I personally want to read the book um, because learning and, and learning and getting a male point of view is vital to me. Because I'm still learning in life. You know, I'm 30 plus years old and I still go through unnecessary trials, but I don't repeat the cycles. Um, So I'm super excited for you becoming an author. Um, So I'm super, super excited about that. Thank you. And so this book, because the reality of it is, especially uh, in the African-American community, a lot of women didn't have a father and, mm-hmm. and they didn't have brothers to teach them. And so a lot of women are, like this, are doing trial and error. And so for this book, I'm pretty much becoming father figure slash big brother for a lot of women with this book. That's what this book is really for. Like, if you didn't have a father figure or didn't have a big brother, this book is going to be it. And so I'm teaching you how to identify things quickly. Mm. Uh, uh, and one of the things I tell women, you're not wrong for getting to the point quick. Mm-hmm. And so some women, mm-hmm. like, they find it hard to be like, I feel uncomfortable asking them that uh, it's quick. I'll be like, no, get to the point. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is this older. Like this, I give you a prime example. When a man sees you, you only see two things. Either he, he, he married, married, married you in his bed or he had sex with his bed. But he's trying to fulfill one of those visions. And so when you ask him, what did you see when you see And he said, and now I got to hear probably say, so if you got, if you got to run a game, I can see you as a wife. What does that look like? Ask him for the details of that. Because if he married you, trust me, he painted a, a well-done picture in his mind. Trust me. He, like, is, like, so if he can't go into the details of what it looked like to be his wife, 
Wow. And you know what? That's kind of, I'm not going to say funny, but I'm going to say it's funny that you said that. I had somebody straight up tell me, hey, I had sex with you in my mind. Like, I already know what you feel like. I already know, you know, what, you know, I had sex with you in your mind. And I was kind of like shocked. Like, it was kind of weird to me. So I really didn't know how to take that. But being that you broke that down, it was like, okay, well, I looked at you for only this one thing. That's how I'm taking it now, you know. But yeah, I, yeah. It, it, it's, it's almost, I wish women do. I wish women could see how lustful men are. Like, I think women have an idea, but they really don't know how bad it is. Mm-hmm. This is why, I, and so this is why, like, when I tell women about the way they dress, it's not that I'm coming at them. I'm, I'm trying put you in a position so that you can be chose and not because the reality of it is that like, there are some good men out here that got lust problems and the reality of it is that men, men can look at you if you half naked or whatever a man can look at you paint that paint that image in his head go home later masturbate to you and feel mm. like I don't want her anymore and feel like I don't want her anymore wow wow and he could be a good and he could be a good man mm-hmm. and he could really be a good man and once again, I, I'm not putting, I'm not dismissing everything on the woman to make the adjustments. So I think women are tired of making adjustments. The only thing I'm pinpointing is that there are men out here that are very lustful and it's that bad. And me telling you to just change the way you dress is me to, me being a big brother slash father figure saying, "Hey, I want you, I want him to be able to look at you for who you are and not as the object or a piece of meat." And so. Uh, at that point, the woman has to make a decision where, like, uh, the reality of it is that most men are just very lustful. I wish it wasn't that way. If it was, if that wasn't the case, I would never teach you like that. But the reality of it is, we can look at the statistics and we can look at the world and see how bad it is when it comes to relationships and lust and the dating. There are millions of women out here that are unhappy. There are, mm-hmm. I, there are, women, there are women out here that just like get to a point where they just like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to have to compromise, really compromise for There are women get to the point where it's just like, you know what? I'm just not going to end up with anybody. Mm. And so, and it's getting that bad. Like it's really getting that bad out here. And so, um, that's why I push women to the world. This is what I'm saying. Like I truly believe this. It's getting to a point now. Either you're going to be chosen for your stuff. When I say chosen for your stuff, meaning like you got a great job and you got good credit, and he chooses you for your stuff, or you can, or you can seek God and allow God to direct your step and allow your husband to find you. It's, it's really going to come down to those things right there. Either you got stuff that he's attracted to, or are in relationship with God and God is directing your step to the man that's going to love you for who you are that that He raised up. Okay, and just real quick, that's good. Those are very solid pinpoints that you gave, so thank you for that. But I do want to say this. We know that God is omnipresence, right? But he also gave us free will. So I'm speaking for the women point of view. If you don't know what you want first, not just waiting for God to send you anything. You have to be very detailed in what you want, what you expect, how and how you carry yourself as well. Because I know for me, 
I sometimes, you know, my dress revealing. That doesn't mean that I want the dope boy. That doesn't mean that I want the club guy. That means that I want this shirt on and my my standards are still high because I hold myself high in spite of my shirt. My shirt is not my my, you know, uh 4.3 star book on Amazon. That doesn't identify me because I still hold my book to a high standard. I still hold myself to a high standard. When I'm at work at my job, I still hold myself to a high standard. It's just a piece of me that I feel like, you know, sometimes I want to be revealing. But I do know now going through trial and error because I once was married, but I married the wrong person. You know, God already showed me I wasn't supposed to marry that person and he was the dope boy. And I'm just being blunt on here because that's just what we're talking about. He was the dope boy um, and I married him anyways thinking he was going to change. But I had to realize that I had to take a step back and ask myself, what do I want out of my husband? Because what do I want out of Yvette? So I think it's important to write down what you want from the person and who you are as well before God can move in any form. Because, you know, God can, God moves according to our faith and our belief. He doesn't just, well, okay, I'm going to give you Adam. You got to be, you got to know who you want before you get Adam. You know, if you don't know what you want in that person, then how can I get, how can God deliver your husband to you if you not haven't wrote down what you want or if you haven't reevaluated who you are, if you haven't healed from your past, if you haven't dealt with that molestation that happened to you as a young person. You know, you can't get a person that God wants to deliver to you if you don't deal with all these issues beforehand. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know. All right, all right. And I hear you. And I think one of the things about that, like, I, I like something I see. You know who Heather Lindsley is? Who? Heather Lindsley. Uh, she's a, a preacher. Well, she's pretty popular. But anyways, but I have to put up this quote that, like, I agree with you, far as like you do need to know what type of you need to have your standards on what you're not willing to go down for. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And but I, well, I'm just speaking to what I see on the end of that. Like, like the high statement was, you said, man, the internet will have to look for somebody that does not exist. Mm. Well, and because the reality is, sometimes your standards can be so high. Like, I, I'm, and I see that. I, this is what I see. I'm only saying to, to, to warn people that sometimes your standards can be so high you can end up disappointing yourself because the reality of it is you're not going to find somebody perfect. This is this is right. This right here is going to, right, what I'm about to teach you right now is going to really help you to be able to identify a good man and a bad man. If he is willing, if you can call him out on something or, be, or uh, he's able to see something and change his mind about it and, and, and change his mind about it, that's a good man. That's a good man. And because the reality is there's going to be some things you don't like about the person you're with. But if you can call it out, and he and he or she is willing to look at it and change it, that's a good person. Mm-hmm. Now, if they if, but if they if they go and fight you on it and be like, oh no, I ain't tell, I ain't nothing, I have nothing, I nothing, you going you going you going you going you going you going find yourself in a in a wrestle. But anytime you find somebody that's willing to change their mind, that's a good person. Absolutely, I agree with that, and I um. 
had to I had to adjust myself because I would sometimes make excuses so now I had to heal from the unnecessary things in order to um reach my full potential and just be open-minded you know open anybody yeah so I definitely agree with that that's a good person when somebody's open-minded and willing to learn and adjust when it's appropriate that's a really good person because that means their room it's room for learning and so that's i definitely agree with that for sure right and so like some people like um it's like like to get kind of get back on like the dresser thing like some people where like 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 most men that are serious most men that are serious will have are visionary like they think long term and so, and I've watched this. I have to talk to men. I have to talk to men that are, that that look wise or found wise. And one thing, and one of the things that come up in the conversation is this. And it, see, and I'm learning. I've learned this, and they're learning this. Where sometimes, like I said, I want to clear something, and it's like it's inappropriate, and we can and we can interpret that as like, man, if she went that down, she probably always just like that, and I wouldn't want my wife dressing like that. And so. What, what would happen is they'll overlook her because it's like in their mind she probably always dressed like that and I wouldn't want my wife dressed like that so they wouldn't they won't entertain they won't even come at a woman like that mm. and so and, and so that's why that's why I warn against and so and that's why I'm saying my thing is you are free to dress however you want to dress the only thing I'm saying is but think about think about the type of person you want to ask yourself would they want the person I am today well, they want if the person I want in my mind, or that I written down, down take down take your eyes off of them, off that off of that, and look at yourself and say, what that person wants to choose to me mm-hmm. for who I am, the person I am today, and that's a real question you gotta ask yourself. Would that person want to choose who I am on paper, not even on paper, just who I am as an individual? And so you gotta be real with yourself and say, and it can be like, I'm not qualified for that type of person. That's not just being honest. Like that, that, that go for male and female. You know, what I'm, I'm not qualified for this type of woman. I'm not qualified for this type of thing. If I really, if I be honest with myself, mm. and but but you don't got to stay there. And that's the beauty. Like my pastor said, you can't change until you got a revelation of yourself. The revelation of yourself is the beginning of the change for you. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's hard for some people because some, it's hard. Now, one thing I know is it's hard for some people to see the other side of stuff because they get so emotional, wrapped up, and they feel bad. God is not, God, for God, it's only something, that's why the word says his word, trepidant as through a sword, it cuts through a sword and spirit. Only thing, when God word shines a light on something, it's not to make you feel bad. It's just to say, hey, you need to make an adjustment. You need to change your mind in this area because this is not who you really are. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. Right. And he give us signs. You know, he's a he's a signs and miracle work, working type of guy. So you're definitely right. He he will give you a sign or highlight something. Like you said, hey, you need to adjust this or this is not who you are. You need to, you know, tap into your higher being, if you will. Raise your vibration. So I definitely can understand and relate when you say that yeah and so and guys like and one is like the kind of like god wants women to be married but mm-hmm. the, the one of the things i'm saying is that a lot of people are just not seeking him but as they seek him like some people might say i pray but i'm like do you listen to him like after you pray do you do you get quiet and allow god to speak because a lot of times we, we talking to god but are you listening to god 
and y'all realize that, like, you will really realize that, like, he's trying to lead you. Like, there's no different than in the Old Testament. He was leading Israel to the promised land. But how can God lead you if, he can, if you don't allow him to speak back to you? Mm-hmm. He's trying to lead you to your husband. But, like, like, he might tell you to wake up this morning, and he might want to tell you, go to the grocery store, or go here, go here, or do this. But if you don't allow him to speak back, how can he direct you? Mm-hmm. How can he order your steps? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, is it? That's why he. That's why the word says that you will know my. You will know me. You will know my voice. You will hear my voice. I know my voice, and they won't follow another. God has put yourself in a position to listen to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like this year alone, there's only one girl I know that got married, and she was seeking God like it was nobody's business. But she got. But she's married. Happily married. And, and I'm trying to, and, and, and I'm, I'm trying my best to continue to push people to God, but it's like He wants to lead you. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, and I'm just seeing a lot of disappointment. I'm seeing a, like, a lot of women are disappointed, and I'm saying like, don't identity is like the reality is that's that's like you can do life on your terms, or you can do life on His terms. Mm-hmm. And so, but as long as you do it on your terms, you're gonna always get burnt out. You're gonna get tired. You're gonna get burnt out. You're gonna get frustrated. But when you begin to do it on his terms, it's peaceful. I'm not saying I'm not saying things don't happen, but what I'm saying is that he's constantly reminding you, "I'm right here with you." That's why his word says that you'll fall seven times if you get back eight, back up eight. And so his, his word says you stumble, but my right hand is gonna uphold you. And then he says, that "I know the thoughts I've for you to give you a future and a hope to bring you to a destiny." That's his word. I want to bring you to a effective end, but I can't bring it to you if you don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. And so, like, God is, God is more heartbroken when you don't get, like, like, God is more heartbroken when you don't get the husband that you want, that you, that, that you, that you deserve. God is more hurt about that. And so, like, even his words, like, 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 I, 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 like, in the book of Jeremiah, God was angry. They said, God, why are you angry? He said, because you, and God said, you won't listen to me. I'm trying to bless you, but you won't listen to me. And it breaks my heart that you won't listen to me because I'm trying to bless you. Mm-hmm. Idris. Yeah. Okay, you just went blank for a minute. You was giving the word and you went blank. I ain't know what was going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it, man. That's my heart for women where it's just like you don't have to be this disappointed. Right. But I need you I need you to get connected back with God so that this disappointment can stop. I'm not saying that life is gonna be peaches and green, but God is gonna be kind long when you start walking with God, the same way that I told you when I lost everything and he just started doing up, that's what he does. Yeah. He wants to tell you, you I am scared and that you don't have to do life on your own terms. That's what he's at. You don't have to do life on your own terms. You was never created to do life on your own terms. The whole, like, 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 he would be a bad father to just put you out there and just not want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing you are my responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to take care of you. And that's the truth. He's a way maker. He is the great I am. <laughs> and he is. And I have been there too, where he has made a way out of no way multiple times. So I yeah. can, yeah, I mean, seriously. 
multiple times. Um, I do want to thank you for your time. Drop in on Yvette Talk. Um, this has been a very refreshing, enlightening conversation. I am just filled with so much knowledge from you as a man. Um, I'm excited about your success. I'm excited about your future wife and your marriage. I am excited about your book being one of New York Times bestselling books. I'm speaking that into existence for you because I am an author and I'm still speaking it over my book. Um, I do want you to go ahead and let everybody know where they can, st- how they can stay connected to you on all major platforms. Okay, uh, Idris Bolton, uh, spell I D R I S Bolton, C O L T O N, is Idris Bolton on all platforms. You say that in, you got it. All right, there it is, Idris. You guys, it's your girl, Missy Vet Brown. If you're not following me on Instagram, make sure that you do so at Yvette, excuse me, Miss underscore Yvette Brown. My podcast IG is Yvette Talk Podcast. Check out my website at www.yvette-brown.com. I would like to leave you guys with this token and all that you do. Make sure you bl- blossom bright. It's your girl, Missy Vet.